For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is Project Keto, Season 3, Episode 7. I'm your host, Madeline Hewitt, and today you are going to learn how to build your own fat bomb. I love fat bombs, and I can't wait to share these four special tips for building your own recipe. You might be wondering, well, why can't you just share recipes that you use all the time? Two reasons. Number one, it's super easy to just Google or look up on Pinterest recipes for fat bombs or keto treats or keto desserts. That's like one of the easiest things to find, and you can find thousands of recipes that way. Number two, I barely ever use recipes, hardly ever, and I feel like I'm super confident at my skills in the kitchen at being able to just whip things together without a recipe or measurements. So I want to start to share some of those skills with you so you're able to take a little bit more charge of what you're making so that when you make your own treats or your own fat bombs, you love everything about them. It can be kind of a bummer when you make a recipe and something's not really your favorite and you don't know how to fix it. For example, you might make some little mint chocolates and they're just way too smooth and you prefer more texture, but maybe you don't know how to change that aspect of it. Or maybe you're making um, some kind of lemon treat and it's way too tangy and not sweet enough for you. So hopefully by the end of today, you feel really confident in how to make your own fat bombs using some expert skills in the kitchen. There are four different categories that you'll need to consider when you're coming up with your own fat bomb recipe. The first is to choose a base fat. So I'm going to list a whole bunch of ideas throughout this podcast. Get out a pen and a piece of paper or take some notes or go back and re-listen to this a few times because the only place you're going to get these lists is on here while you're listening. So you need some kind of fat that's going to bind your whole fat bomb together and hold its shape. And also this is going to be the fat that gives you the fuel so that you're feeling satiated. And there's a number of different fats you can choose from. Here they go. Coconut oil, butter, ghee, cacao butter, coconut milk, like canned coconut milk, the thick kind, 100% cocoa chocolate chips or on a 100% cocoa bar, tahini. You could also use nut butters like almond butter. So those are just a few you could choose from. I'm sure that there are more that you can think of, but those are the ones that I go to the most. 
I never use nut butters though because I know for me nuts are super addicting and they also make me gain weight if I eat just a little bit too much. So if you sense that you have that same problem, skip the nut butters for sure. My favorite are um, cacao butter and the 100% cocoa chocolate chips. And I like cocoa butter or cacao butter, either one, because it makes your fat bomb super, super hard. As opposed to like coconut oil or butter or ghee would leave it a little bit soft even when it's in the freezer. Cacao or cocoa butter make things very firm. And then I love using 100% cocoa chocolate chips because it's just like using chocolate, but you can sweeten it yourself. So it takes away this extra step of having to add cocoa butter and cocoa powder and all kinds of other things to make it more chocolatey. And 100% cocoa chocolate chips are just like chocolate chips, but with no dairy and no sugar in them. It's just the chocolate. Okay, our second category is choosing textures. So some different textures could be cacao nibs, shredded coconut or coconut chips, hemp hearts, chopped up nuts if you're doing nuts, and it could be seeds like poppy seeds, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds. Any of those types of things make great crunch and texture. My very favorite is coconut chips. It's just like shredded coconut, but the really big flaky pieces. I love those. And at the end here, I'm going to share how I make this one chocolatey, coconutty little treat. Um, I make it all the time. I always have it in my freezer. It's about three ingredients, sometimes four, and I'll share that when we're done. Okay, our third category is flavors or fillers. So sometimes you need something a little bit flavorful or you need something a little bit powdery to help bind everything together so you're not just dealing with fat only. So one of my favorites would be protein powder. Um, Whatever kind of keto protein powder you like, definitely use that. And if you have no idea what kind, then go back to the episode where I talked about shakes and I shared my favorite protein powders and also some tips on how to choose a protein powder. Um, But using a protein powder as a base can be excellent because it makes it um, all kind of bind together. It's something a little bit chalky that when you mix it with the fat, it just holds nicely in a shape. Cocoa powder makes things chocolatey or more rich. Maca powder is one of my very favorites for two reasons. One, maca comes from a cruciferous vegetable, and cruciferous helps us with estrogen detoxification. So it makes it so that you have less xenoestrogens floating around in your system, and it assists your liver in detoxing those out and giving you um, just a lot less toxic activity in your body. I also love maca because it tastes like malt, so it has a really super delicious flavor. Um, Another filler or a flavor you could use would be lemon extract or lemon zest, mint extract or mint essential oil, vanilla extract, 
almond extract, and this one seems a little odd to some people, but you could use exogenous ketones. I love the brand Perfect Keto, and no, I don't get paid by them, nothing like that. I just love their product, and sometimes I'll put their chocolate or their peach exogenous ketones into my fat bombs and make my own little recipe, and then it gives you that added benefit of the ketones, but it also gives it flavor and quite a bit of sweetness, so it knocks out a few of those categories in one. And our fourth category today is sweetener. So if you are using something like a protein powder or exogenous ketones or a different product that's already sweetened with a keto-friendly sweetener, then you might not need to add any at all. But if you don't have something like that, or you do and it's just not sweet enough for the entire batch, then add your own stevia or monk fruit, M-O-N-K fruit. New Naturals is an amazing brand that makes stevia and monk fruit either powdered or liquid. I like the liquid stevia and I like the powdered monk fruit the best. Um, They're super clean, super healthy, and they don't have other added fillers that give people problems. Like a lot of stevia and monk fruit products have sweeteners in them like different types of sugars or artificial sweeteners added that you would not want. Or they've got natural flavors, which can be code for a lot of bad ingredients. Also, a lot of other brands just taste pretty bad themselves, and I think New Naturals tastes amazing. It's NU Naturals. I almost always use stevia, but occasionally I'll use monk fruit too. Now, the the fat bomb that I make almost all the time is super simple. I just buy a bag of 100% chocolate chips, so no sweetener, no dairy in them, and then I put them in a pan and melt them on the stove. Be sure when you're melting any sort of chocolate, you always use the very lowest heat setting. It's so, so easy to burn your chocolate and then you have to throw it out. So melt it on the stovetop and then I just start putting in stevia until I taste it and I think it tastes sweet enough. And it just depends how large of a batch you're making and it also depends on your taste for sweetness. Some people use just a few drops. Some people would use like eight or ten dropper fulls for an entire bag of chocolate chips. And knowing the amount means you have to taste it as you're putting it in and stirring and then keep adding more and more and more till it tastes perfect for you. In the meantime, while that is melting or after I've got it done, I toast a bunch of coconut chips in the oven. Now this is optional. You could make this exact same recipe without toasting the coconut chips and just leave them as they are. Coconut chips are just like shredded coconut, but they're the really large flaky pieces. They're about the, each piece is about the size of a dime or so, maybe smaller, maybe bigger, but about that size. And to toast them in the oven, I turn the oven to broil. I put it on 425 sometimes 450 if I want to hurry, and then I just put a layer of coconut chips in a large glass baking dish or on a pan, put it in the oven, and then you have to watch it closely. So it will only take a couple of minutes, like maybe one minute, maybe three minutes, depending on your oven. You have to keep looking, and as soon as the pan of coconut has turned more golden brown, pull them out. If you wait even 15 seconds too long, the whole thing will burn to a crisp and you have to throw it out. 
So you have to really keep an eye on it, but it's super easy. Pull it out, put all of that into a bowl, and then just keep doing batches. It's got to be a very thin layer because only the top layer will toast. If you make a thick layer, like a half an inch or an inch or two inches thick of coconut, only the top few pieces are going to get toasted and then the rest stays normal. So you do have to do kind of a lot of batches, but it's so easy and it goes so fast that it shouldn't be any big deal. Once you've got a big bowl full of this toasted coconut, then you have a dish that you can fit into your freezer. So I use a glass storage container. You might be able to fit something larger in your freezer, but just get something that is going to hold your treats in the freezer. You get that dish, sprinkle in a layer of shredded coconut, just one thin layer, get your chocolate, drizzle that on top. Then sprinkle on another layer of coconut, take the chocolate, drizzle that on top. And then another layer, take your chocolate, drizzle it on top. Now I've done this very thin um, with about one or two or three layers. I've also done it so thick that it's a couple of inches thick, like maybe 10 or 15 or even more layers. I love Himalayan salt with my chocolate. So every time I do this, I get out my salt crank. Um, little grinder and I grind out salt every maybe three or four layers or so and I always top it off with salt on the top layer. Then you just put that container into the freezer, let it harden and go to town. It's done. Now you might be wondering, well how many cups of coconut should I be using? And again, I'm not even going to tell you, mostly because I don't know, but I just start toasting it and um, putting it in a big bowl, and then I stop when I feel like that's going to be enough that will fit into the dish that's going in the freezer. And almost every time I do this, I end up with either too much chocolate or I end up with too much coconut, and it's totally fine because if I have too much chocolate, I actually just freeze or refrigerate that extra chocolate and now I have chocolate pieces to eat so that's a fat bomb itself or if I have too much coconut I just put it in the fridge and I store it until the next time that I make this and I use it another time so it's really no big deal so there you go my favorite chocolate coconut recipe super easy super fast to make and very very simple if you find that you make this and the chocolate feels too dark for you Add a couple of tablespoons of coconut butter and melt that in the chocolate and just add, mix that in while you're melting your chocolate and it will make it a lot creamier and less dark. Now for our listener question of the week. It goes perfect with today's topic. The question is, when should I eat fat bombs and are they snacks or are they desserts? Such a good question. And the answer is, it really could be anything. So let's say you're pretty new with keto and you're not used to eating low carb. You're not used to avoiding snacks. You kind of graze on your food all day long. Well, you might want to start replacing your carb-filled snacks with fat bombs. That could be one of your very first steps. And just having a fat bomb as a snack might start putting you into a ketogenic state and it also will start cutting out cravings and satiating you longer. So it will get you through that afternoon slump or that post 
dinner craving period where you just want something sweet or you want a treat, eat your fat bomb and that will probably carry you for a long time. And I would suggest eating as many fat bombs as you want when you're starting out. Um, You probably won't overeat them because they're so satisfying and filling. But if you are a little bit more advanced with keto and you're used to not having snacks, then eat your fat bombs with your meal as a dessert or just as a treat during meal time. One of the best ways to get into ketosis is to avoid snacks and only eat one or two or three times a day. Or if you have to eat four times a day, you're eating four separate times and you're not kind of grazing the whole day long over a 12 or 14 or 16 hour period. The closer you close your eating window, the more likely you are to get into ketosis. In other words, if you're eating only within a short period of hours, like maybe you only eat over an 8 or 10 hour period or even a 6 hour period in the day, you're more likely to get into ketosis. Rather than if you're eating the same types of foods, but you're eating all day long, it's a lot less likely that you're going to get into ketosis. So fat bombs can be used as snacks until you're ready to let go of the snacking. Then you put the fat bombs with your meal for the purpose of either having a treat for yourself or if you just struggle with getting enough fat in your diet, eating fat bombs are going to increase your fat intake. Fat bombs are not required for keto, and they're also not for everybody. If you're already eating a ton of fat with your food, like a lot of butter on your vegetables, or really fatty cuts of meat, or lots and lots of olive oil, or tons and tons of coconut milk and avocados in your shakes, if that's what you're doing, you probably don't need to increase your fats, so no need to have fat bombs. For me, I have fat bombs because I love treats and I love desserts and I also love baking. This isn't exactly like baking, but it gives me that that fun of making something more than just a meal in the kitchen. For anybody who's looking for more fat bomb recipes or inspiration, I have a few tips for you. Number one, check out these two books. They're both by Leanne Vogel. One is called The Keto Diet. Her second book is called The Keto Diet Cookbook. I have both. I also have her third book, Keto for Women. I think that her information is absolutely amazing and it inspires a lot of what I talk about on this podcast. But her books have some excellent recipes, especially for people who don't eat dairy. You'll really like a lot of what she has to say. Second pointer I have is to go on Instagram and start following the show. Follow Project Keto Podcast on Instagram and I share so many different things that I'm eating and doing. I put recipes on there. There's a couple of ways to see all of this. You can look at the saved archived Instagram stories. You can look at Instagram stories in real time. You can look at the IGTV or you can just look at the posts. All four of those are going to definitely show you recipe ideas and um, meal plan ideas and all kinds of fun keto inspiration. And then I have one more tip for everybody today. If you are just totally not interested in making your own fat bombs, 
then go out and buy some keto cups by the brand Eating Evolved. And again, no, I am not paid by them at all. These are just keto cups that I absolutely, absolutely love. Their keto cups look like little peanut butter cups, and they come in individually wrapped packages. And so they're super easy to bring in your purse or to work or on the go or when you're traveling. And they're made with chocolate on the outside and then coconut butter on the inside, and they're sweetened with monk fruit. Super, super tasty. You might find that they are quite bitter or have a strong um, dark chocolate taste if you're already eating a lot of sugar. But as soon as you cut out the sugar, these are going to taste great for you. Now, I just want to say goodbye to everybody for just a short while. This is our last episode of season three. I'm taking some time off for the rest of the summer, and we will be back in the fall with season four. I have loved this season. It's been my favorite so far because I just love cooking, I love food, and I love to share my recipe and meal ideas with you. But you can stay in touch on Instagram and keep following along with all of what I'm eating, what I'm trying, what I'm doing, and then I will see you in the fall. I'm also super excited for this summer because I will be heading to Orlando in August for a huge podcast conference called Podcast Movement. Apparently, it's like the biggest podcast conference in the world. It is just going to be so amazing. So when I come back, this podcast is going to be even better even bigger, and I just can't wait. So thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review this show and share it with a friend. It makes such a big difference. And I'll see you in the fall. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.